All right, so the first uh, session uh, today is uh, about single parenting um, and uh, Mary. Uh, we don't know uh, when, but at some point Mary became a single parent. We've, we never kind of see her that way. You know, in uh, certain uh, religious groups, Mary is exalted, you know, high on a pedestal. You know, she's almost unreachable as a person. Uh, they make statues of her and, and so on and so forth. Uh, most of the times uh, we, we're not even uh, we're not even aware of her. She's kind of a footnote, you know. Uh, but she was a real person. She was a real mom, you know. She was uh, she was uh, married. Um, that uh, she was alone to direct wedding. The wedding in Cana suggests that she was alone. She was without a husband. Otherwise, her husband would have been there to direct that wedding. You know, how do we come to this idea that Mary was a single mom? You know. Uh, that Jesus began his ministry at 30, leaving home so late, suggests that he had responsibilities at home as the head of the family because the father wasn't there, suggests that Mary was alone for a long time. Uh, the fact that Joseph is not mentioned after Jesus' 12th birthday, such an important figure, suggests that Mary was alone. And when you read in Mark and so on and so forth about uh, his sisters, his brothers, uh, you, um, you get the picture that she was widowed with seven children who were adolescents to young adults. I mean, talk about being a single mom. She was a single mom before that was like a thing. <laughs> and we know she didn't, she didn't remarry. So I believe all parents, including single parents, can learn uh, some important things from Mary, the single mom. We always, we always talk about Mary before she had Jesus and her courage and her faith and this and that, but we ignore the longer part of her life that we don't have a lot of information about that, was, that is so significant that can actually teach us something about our own everyday lives. Because um, many of us, um, uh, many of us in the church, many people in the church uh, are in the church and live as single parents. So a couple of lessons, this is kind of a devo uh, that I wanted to start with uh, this our session this morning. A couple of lessons, first of all, realize that it can happen to anybody. A lot of times we're saying, why me? You know, I, I'm a good person. <laughs> I did my best. I tried hard. It can happen to anybody. Some see single parents as you know, strange, perhaps less than whole as people, uh, hard to fit in. But God shows that this state can happen to anyone, regardless of their effort, regardless of their age or their faith. Even the mother of Jesus experienced this thing. We don't believe, however, that she experienced it through divorce, uh, but she experienced it nevertheless. You know, if you're a single parent through the death of your spouse or whatever way that that happens, it doesn't change the experience. You're still there alone with your children. So when it happens to you, it's never an issue of God's love for you. Would anyone doubt that God loved Mary? 
It's never an issue of God's love for you. It's simply the result of life. You know, life happens to us. And because we are human, because we are weak, because there are things we know and things we don't know, things we do well, things we don't do well, all of this comes together and we find ourselves where we're at. Um, uh, a friend of mine said to me recently, I never thought I'd be where I am at this age. I had other plans for my life. I thought I'd be somewhere else. But you know what? We are at where we're at and that's the way it works. Doesn't mean God doesn't love us. Perhaps another thing we can learn about Mary the single mom is that half a parenting team can raise a whole child. Half a parenting team can raise a whole child. Mary's children included Jesus and James, the writer of the book of James, and a leader of the early church in Jerusalem, and a martyr. You know, some people say, well, yeah, anybody can raise Jesus. He's the son of God. He's perfect. You know, no, no teen crisis or anything like you know, The worst crisis, he's in the temple talking to the... I wish, I wish my kids would be in the elders' conference room asking questions to the elders when he's 12. You know? I mean, I could deal with that kind of stuff. But she also had James. And James wasn't the son of God. He was an ordinary man. And yet he grew up to be a faithful leader in the church. It's hard to raise children by yourself. Absolutely. But it's not impossible to raise children. My mother was a single mom. You know? She was 40 two years old when my father died. Suddenly, one night, just one night he was there and the next night he was gone. And she was left alone at 42 years of age, no money, no insurance policy, nothing with a 15-year-old boy. In a perfect world, no one would die. No one would leave. No one would fail at relationships. However, God knew that there would be single parents eventually, just like the, uh, the, uh, the body has been designed to compensate when one eye fails. If you go blind in one eye, well, it's a difficult thing, but your life doesn't end. You can still drive a car. You can still work. You can, you know, you're limited in the range of things that you can do, but you can still do. You can still function. God has so designed the family that when one partner fails, the family can still accommodate that loss and survive and succeed. So being a single parent is not like a certificate of failure. I mean, total failure. It's a challenge. Single parents can still achieve the same results with their children as two parents it's simply more demanding. I mean, it's easy to say, but it's just more demanding. Perhaps another idea that I want to share is that parenting is the same in every age. We can't say, oh, it was easy for her. You know, they didn't have drugs. And it's the same in every age. Mary lived in a very different social, religious, and economic time than we do now. But her parenting skills can be used as effectively now as then. For example, she was faithful to her calling. 
as a parent. She maintained her role as mother. At 12, she admonishes Jesus for worrying her. At 30, she seeks him out to help at the wedding. The intervening events did not drive her to try to become anything else except being a mother. Oh yes, you have to work, you, but you're, you never change the role of being a mother. The idea that single parents have to become father, mother, friend is not true. If anyone says to you, oh well, you know, if you're a single mom, single, okay, well now you have to be mom and dad. Wrong. That's wrong. Because you can't be mom and dad. You, you, know, you might as well ask a person to grow another eyeball in the middle of their forehead. That's, you know, people are trying to encourage you by saying that, but they're wrong. Single parents need to become, if anything, better moms or better dads, not both mom and dad. The challenge is, I, you know, I have to step up as a mom, I have to step up as a dad now. But I can't step up and be both mom and dad. I can't do it. And so many single parents become exhausted trying to do it and they whip themselves. You know? Can't do it. Mary maintained a steady and clear role of mother for her children. Another thing about her, she was faithful to her children. Mary was at the wedding with them and she was at the cross. Through all the ups and downs, she reassured her children that she was there even when she didn't understand. You know, there are passages when they said she, she stored these things up in her heart. You know? There were things she didn't quite get, she didn't quite understand, but she persevered. Children of single parents have, for one reason or another, lost a parent. For you, it might have been a relief, a way out. But for the children, this is rarely the case. You know, I've, I've counseled people going through a divorce and things like that, or, or losing a spouse for whatever reason, and, and things are going very badly, and, and sometimes the feeling is, oh, good riddance, you know. <laughs> More trouble than it was. Well, I was just, you know, I was suffering, but, but realize that children rarely feel like that. Children rarely feel, oh, finally we got rid of daddy. Well, he was a pain. You know, no. Children don't. In rare instances, unless there's a, and even in abusive situations, even in abusive situations, despite the abuse, children want to love their parents. Even if they're abused by their parents, they still want to love them. The greatest fear that children have is that of abandonment. And in single family homes, whether kids say it or not, this is the reassurance that they need. They've just suffered some form of abandonment. And we know all the issues about them feeling guilty and I won't get into all that. The idea is they need to be reassured by actions and words and so on and so forth that, hey, I'm here, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Like Mary, whether you understand them or not, whether you agree or not, you must continually reassure them that so long as it depends on you, you're staying. Kids can put up with less things because a single parent has less income, but they can't deal with the thought of less 
parents. So many single parents, you know, uh, kill themselves to try to provide exactly the same things, things that the children had when they were a two-parent family and sometimes a two-income family. And they just, you know, and they realize that they don't realize that what the what kids want and need is not the same number of things. They need you. <laughs> they need you more. Another thing about Mary is she was faithful to her Lord, of course. In the end, Mary was in the upper room with the believers on Pentecost Sunday. She began her marriage full of hope, full of faith, full of love for God. She lost her reputation. She lost her husband. She lost her son, her firstborn. But she never lost her faith. And that faith saved her soul and modeled a lifestyle for her children who also were in that room with her on that day. Who do you think led them there? <laughs> His brothers and sisters were up in the room. Who do you think led them there? More than wanting my children to have two parents, I want my children to go to heaven. I mean, I want to live, you know, how long do you want to live? You know, and you say, well, and I'd like to be alive long enough so that I could see my son or daughter you know, marry well and be established. And then you say, well, well wait a minute now. I want to hang around a little longer. You know, I want to see some of those grandbabies. And then you say, and then, and then you say well, then you have, say, well, you know, it'd be nice to see that grandbaby you know, grow up and maybe graduate from high school and, and then maybe college. And then well, it'd be nice to have great grand. I wonder what great grand. You know, it's like, come on, die already. You know? <laughs> In the end, I, I want my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, whatever, you know, I want them to succeed in the Lord. Succeeding at a first or a second marriage is not what will make a difference in your children's spiritual life. Succeeding in following Christ yourself is what will teach them what they need to know for their own salvation. Because they're watching you. They may not have been paying a lot of attention before, but boy, after a, a marriage breakdown, they're paying attention now. They're watching you. They're watching your faith. They're watching how you deal with things. And they are learning. They're learning how to deal with adversity. They're learning how to deal with disappointment. They're learning how to deal with failure. You're teaching them with everything that you do, with your courage, with your ability to renew yourself, with the ability to keep on going the ability to persevere. You know? A child who perseveres to get through uh, tough classes and to graduate from high school and perseveres, uh, whatever, you know, will learn that perseverance from watching how you deal with your adversity. If you're sitting around whining and self-centered and angry and resentful and blah, 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 don't be surprised if you'll have an angry, whiny, resentful child. Because that's what they're learning. So stay faithful and stay focused on the Lord and your children will know where to go when their search begins for the upper room of salvation. Parenting isn't easy and it's especially difficult for those who must bear the responsibility pretty much by themselves. But just remember the responsibility may be yours alone, but you're not alone in carrying it out. 
Look around and see the Spirit of the Lord in every person that's here. And on Sunday when you, when you come to church and your family and your network, those people are there to uh, support you in that, just like Mary. She had a network, her family. Okay, well that's, uh, that's our first uh, just little devotional thought this morning about Mary being a single parent. Any, do you have any questions or comments or anything to add? It's not really a discussion issue, but I'm sure if you'd like to share something, I'd be happy to uh, give you a chance to share that. And if not, we can just kind of move along to other, other issues. Are we good?